This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. We're running hot. Straighten up. Stand up tall. And get ready to salute your SmackDown Live review, pal. Because we are in control now. We are in control now. Come on out, you rapist. We are in control now. (laughs) And we're back in control here in the studio with who you know from the Blue World Order studios man shaking up the world with all of his wrestling analysis it's big stevie cool big cinnamon cool crunch to some now i think that's going to be our new sponsorship that way clean shaven he's out looking at new mansions all weekend long with his beautiful wife went to the haunted mansion i believe as well so we'll see what ghosts of the past we might revisit here on the smackdown live review i'm hacker hameen nobody important but uh, big stevie cool what's good with you pal well, I'll tell you what's not good with me is the fact that either I can grow or shave the beard. I can't trim the beard because I refuse to buy a quality beard trimmer. And I have yet <laughs> to send the email for a good one. But that's why I'm clean shaven. It's an accident, uh, not a, uh, you know, it's safe and effective, the beard trimmer. And you got to nice. use it how you can. Yeah, but I mean, there's at least once a week. You ever think about something that you knows happened, but every single time you think about it after that, you're like, did that really happen? Yeah. And the cinnamon toast crunch going down to the ring at WrestleMania with Rey Mysterio <laughs> is the most like stop you dead in your tracks and go, wait a minute. Did a did an actual piece of cinnamon toast crunch follow Rey Mysterio down to a blood feud match at WrestleMania? <laughs> <laughs> do you great. think uh do you think the walking cinnamon toast crunch should face the walking prime bottle at SummerSlam? Do we add that match to it or no? You know what, dude? I, I think that's the next uh that's the next big thing. That's the next golden era. That is the mascot era of the WWE. Much yeah, like mascot the- money in the bank. I like I'm telling that. you, dude, like well the one of the most famous things was the Brewer Stadium where they have the, the sausages and everybody racing at the seventh inning stretch. So maybe. I think Braun could come back as the big Philly uh goof there, whatever it is, huh? Oh, great. Oh, gritty. I hate that thing, man. That thing looks like Detroit. South gritty stuff every day. Does He's a big gritty guy. Yeah. Uh, get me gritty Waller. Uh, I know you were hanging out uh, on the Monday Locker Room chat live on uh, Ben Hameen YouTube channel and twitch.tv slash Hameen Media. And I appreciate you guys subscribing here at channelattitude.com exclusively. Uh, but uh, big... Big news uh, out of the gate was, uh, you know, and obviously uh, something that's affected you uh, in your in this last year, like nothing else before in your life, probably since your major neck surgeries, man. But uh, your your spinal infection and spinal fusion that we're still hoping to get everything completed that way. But uh, kayfabe news was that, uh, yeah, me, pal, uh, I had a five hour spinal surgery vince mcmahon going under the knife uh you know that's anything dealing with back and spine is instantly a serious uh to do but five hours uh open back and open surgery and kind of kayfabe of what it was you think it's cleaning up discs or getting some uh you know pinched nerves uncompressed or maybe 
or even a rod put in at this point, uh, that's a, that's a pretty serious uh, amount of time under the knife. One. Yeah. There's, there's multiple things in a five hour surgery for your spine. It's not just a fusion. It's not just, there, there's multiple things I think cleaning up and maybe fusion after that, but, but naturally or unnaturally it's, way more than a year, but he's not, and he's not going to be able to belt squat. He's not going to be able to load a barbell on his back or on his neck. I'm not sure. When you look at, what is he, 76 or 77 now? He's 70, so he'll be 78 in August. 78 in August. He's basically 78 years old. Yep. Four uh, no weeks how, No matter how much, and I would say, too, if you're looking at what Vince has been accused of taking throughout his life to look super jacked, that when you go into anesthesia at 78 years old and yeah. you put your heart through that kind of stress, ooh, I mean, even a normal, healthy 78-year-old has to worry that they might not wake up. Right. Like for somebody that's abused his body like Vince, I mean, he, he came out of it, obviously, and he's, he's fine. But I don't think the timetable, I mean, my goodness, the timetable for his spine to just fuse – without having to lift or do anything. I just, I just don't know what, I don't know if it's going to stay, if it's going to take or stay because he'll get back to training within a week, probably. Yeah. There's only five days till SummerSlam, pal. Show must go on. There's no such thing as anesthesia. I just took a nap. (laughs) (laughs) But you said there's no sleep, Vince. There's no, well, I mean, uh, I was just, I was just fooling him. I had my eyes closed the whole time. Actually, what, what Vince in real life would do, rather than fall asleep, would have the anesthesiologist knock him out. Hard him. way. Yeah, Hard at, way. Least, at least then, like, there's a reason, like, he took his red badge of courage then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, but uh, 78 years old, dude, spinal surgery, no fucking joke. Or any surgery, 78 years old, like you said. But uh, yeah, I guess he's recovering well, but there still isn't uh, really what it was or, you know, if there was pressure or anything along those lines. It seemed like... You know, like any worker, 50 to 60 years old, you're already walking like you're 80 or 90. So to be approaching 80 or 90 <laughs> and having it done, you know, we even at his birthday parties and things like that that we saw, uh, you know, or out on date night at the in our Italian restaurant, didn't seem like uh, he was, you know, slumped over or that there was word that he was moving around in a bad way. But maybe that this could, could this play into you can't get to Vince McMahon. I was thinking earlier, I didn't talk about this in the Monday locker room, but we've heard that you can't get to him. You got to go to Triple H. Is it because he's really hurting and he didn't want anybody to see him in a bad way and, and weak? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a great guess as to why, you know, because Vince doesn't want to see anybody or he doesn't want anybody to see him with any weakness. Yeah. Um, I'm very happy that when he called talent relations, they actually got him to a doctor, though. That's, that's cool. <laughs> uh, points, points. <laughs> yeah, he texted Triple H. Um, but yeah, man, that's uh, the big one shaking it up uh, from, you know, the top office. Obviously, uh, if he wasn't hurting or it was kayfabe, then all of a sudden you have a five hour surgery out of nowhere. You're like, wow. Okay, um, but uh, wishing the the notorious COB the a best and fast speedy recovery. I think he might have actually blown his back out after he saw Boogs. Uh, did you see Boogs belt squat a thousand seventy eight pounds? Like I he did it. That's he's going to have spinal surgery soon too. 
Yeah, dude. That like, what are we really doing? I mean, he's he's obviously a, a climate change uh, Florida water expert here, uh, checking for all the fluoridation. But uh, now we're just going crazy, crazy big muscles. Uh, here's what I'm I'm thinking, wise, and this would be a great place to use boogs. Uh, I don't know if you had heard what show was it that we were doing. Was it the Friday locker room? Must have been right. Uh, oh, that uh, yeah. That there's uh, they're they're working with C4 uh, Energy, and we're gonna have a, a whole WWE line of uh, energy drinks. My favorite being Pile Driver Pomegranate. Future uh- <laughs> <laughs> on the news, they're body slamming their way into town. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I could see Boogs being the guy, all gassed up and fucking belt squatting at over a thousand pounds, and fucking you know roll out hit put the C4 splash on there and let him be the, the spokesman for that, you know? Or the fact that these people are bragging about belt squatting a thousand seventy eight pounds or whatever it is, yeah. is the biggest red flag for any drug testing body that, that is attached to WWE. Well, <laughs> I don't, why, would you, now, why would you say that? Because humans aren't supposed to squat half a ton? Well, it's, you know, the science has settled on a lot of things over the past two years. One thing being safe and effective, obviously. Yeah, yeah, the second thing, by the way, I didn't take it. People still think I took this thing. But the second thing is that as you age as a male, your testosterone naturally increases. Your strength yeah. <laughs> increases. Uh, you know, your oh, bones become stronger. Vince's spine fusion is just proactive. It has nothing to do with the pain. No. <laughs> he's he's, having, he's He got spinal surgery to compete at SummerSlam. He actually is getting an older person's spine implanted in his because they're stronger. That's right. He, he, oh, you want a conspiracy theory? Maybe a little fringe <laughs> one? Anytime one of these politicians like Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, even to some degree Trump, hmm. have something happen, there seems like there's a little switcheroo and a body double. Do you think Vince McMahon has a body double? Oof. Are they taking direct spinal fluid and tissue to grow a clone of Vince? So basically, Vince, Vince thinks that now he he actually he bought all the tape libraries. Now he bought the CRISPR libraries. <laughs> He's <laughs> he gonna, that in. Yeah, man. And, and I actually just watched uh, Cloning Tyrone on uh, Netflix. Very interesting, like hood film that deals with what um what's what doctor i can't remember what his name was he passed away he was a a comedian too no no uh he was a a black activist i can't remember but he was the one who was first talking about uh uh snatching kids out of the hood for organ you know harvesting and things along those lines i can't remember his name well there's a dick gregory dick gregory sorry extreme Uh, measures but gene hackman and hugh grant i believe takes homeless and takes people from the ghetto and the lower income neighborhoods to do those things and do experiments for cures and stuff like that and the whole movie on Netflix is about that. And then it's Jamie Foxx as a pimp, and uh, and they they go under. They find a dumb base right in the middle of the hood, multiple different entrances to it, and they were just taking people and cloning them from the hood for experimentation, and then kill them and replace them with wake up with uh, all the memories inserted into their minds uh, again through uh, digitized consciousness. So. 
conspiracy theory when <laughs> how many movies have been operant conditioning, uh, you know, to to get us used to that fact. Maybe uh, this was uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to be immortal. I'll make a goddamn army of myself. Interesting. <laughs> if if anybody could do it, it'd be a guy with nine point three billion dollars, wouldn't it? Well, plus the 1.6 or 1.9 that Saudi paid them in cash for just owning the company for one day. That's still a real thing, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, all, the only uh, source I have on that is the click this podcast of Nash stooging something off that might not have been told to be stooged off by game. And it made the airwaves. I, I haven't heard that anyplace else, but, but when it comes from uh, Big Sexy, it just seemed a little bit really in the know and even he put it over he goes not a lot of people know about that <laughs> me sean steph even shane didn't know <laughs> wrestling is one uh the one piece of entertainment that when you give your sources they get mad <laughs> he won't i don't think he's a man but you know what i mean uh, like, it hey, was on say, a youtube why podcast you publicly said that on youtube not, <laughs> yeah. not Kevin, but other people have said well, how, how dare how mean look at watch my video and stooge off the stooge <laughs> I don't think Kevin and I would believe him because why would he say it if it wasn't true? Yeah. What did he have to gain by it? Except people come out and say, why'd you say that? <laughs> That's not the only thing. Yeah. Unless yeah. he's like Kevin smart. He's probably like, Vince got 1.6 billion. I'll say something. If he says, Hey, don't ever say anything again. Here's a million. <laughs> it's nothing. <Right>? Like <laughs> we'll take that video down for a million. I got no problems with that. And this one too for a million. Do you think Vince would get mad if I if I um, sent him this picture? I was just doing some, you know, uh, progression type of photos and stuff. Do you think I, I still got a little? God bit to, damn, pal! I got a little bit to work on on the lower part of the abs, but I'm trying. Gabby's looking good over there. You God Boy, damn! That's right. the other story. You're like <laughs> you, you want truth and comedy to come. To <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, posted in the HMG discussion group was a stooge off of uh, from Gabby Tuft, where she said that she wouldn't return to WWE in any physical uh, way, uh, supposedly, never say never, to get back in the ring. But if uh, she would be open to doing some character work and whatnot, and then <laughs> the channel attitude, actually not even channel, the, the Patreon subs of Master Shoot Theater lost their mind because here they come going, Hameen and Stevie and Vince were right. Like, is this going to happen? Is Master Shoot Theater going to become the reality? I I can only make the joke, but it's I really shouldn't be going for jokes. Playing the reality is what it's about. And all I had to do was post, you know, it's to the HMG subs. Uh, Improv 101 book out of Chicago called Truth in Comedy. And when we go for the joke, it, it doesn't play right. When you go for the absurd reality... And you play to the character's deficiencies morally uh, or uh, them uh, of the ridiculousness of what could be coming out of their mouths behind closed doors and what they really want. And, yeah, it's satire and we play it tongue in cheek. But if you play it in that reality and you create that reality, then you blur the lines of both. And then you just sit back and wait and watch for society to devolve into whatever it is. And here comes this tweet that quantifies master shoot theater from two and a half years ago of where we really are now. It's uh, it's somewhat magical and somewhat uh, telepathic or <laughs> empathic, I guess, but uh, 
reality is it's all right there inside this carny wheelhouse and anything is possible. Well, let's, let's be honest here. These people are not hard to figure out talking about (laughs) people that have ever been snake bitten by this business. If you're a civilian there, it's hard to figure out if you're inside it, you know, anything is possible inside the fucking car. Well, No, it's the pattern. And it doesn't matter if you transitioned, if you stayed one gender or another, it doesn't matter if you're 25 or 75 to some degree, every single talent, and, and I have to say, I, I people are going to go, well, you're one of those too. No, I'm not, because I'm so much more excited. We talked about it before we started recording. I'm so much more excited about the freedom to be able to do all these things and monetize them, maybe not exactly to the scale of that, but each and every morning, you, myself, and Vince, and people like us wake up and do our thing. Mm-hmm. Now, if we fail, it sucks and it's scary. But if you got something good and you want the freedom to be able to cultivate it, that's something. But most wrestlers and people in entertainment or even sports, all they want to do is wait for that call after the, they never turn around and say, it's done. I'm moving on and I need to find something else. They hang on way too long. And that's, that's why in the business, a lot of people just die too young or don't live their lives enough after they're done doing it. No, they, Gabby, they, they Gabby get a is very still big Tyler impression. Rex too. Gabby is still the worker that was Tyler Rex. Right. She hasn't no, changed. You you could change the outside or even get or reassignment surgery, but 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 the DNA of uh and especially as far as Tyler Rex made it, it's not like he's doesn't know the game inside and out and the players involved in it and how shady it can be. And maybe that is even what partially pushed his mental status to to change into uh into gabby you know so it's now gabby has to play it almost like a a babe in the woods with all the knowledge it's almost like if you could go back in time would you rather have five million dollars in your bank account these stupid memes or would you rather go back to age five and know everything that you know now going forward Right. Like, isn't that what it is where you've reinvented yourself as I'm just a civilian babe in the woods. But and don't look at me as a worker. But underneath the surface is fucking everybody, you know, everything that you already knew already. She wants to go back to WWE and that's fine. (laughs) The only thing, too, I would say is with the way the bubble works, Gabby going in there, first of all, Vince and Bruce and those people, I don't even think understand how to handle the character of somebody that transitioned, mm. they would make it. They, they, that would be the proud gay American. That would be, they wouldn't, or it should be a comedy act. They don't know how to, pre- like you always say, they don't know how to pay proper respect to Lacey no. Evans or other people that have legitimate backgrounds outside of an Olympic gold medalist. They do not know how to cross over really anything like that. But I don't even know if they would hire her because remember when she first, started the journey and she was in the, the restaurant live streaming and like calling out the waiter because the waiter said something wrong to her. Yeah. That's the stuff that the talent like hi, and then just stay away because what if she says, Oh, did you know this guy said this to me? And now that person's destroyed for being a transphobe. What about doing that on camera? What about oh, reenacting that scene Fine. with somebody from the locker room? And we, t- and I, I totally am with you on what you're saying. And they would recoil at that instead of going, no, that's what we do with her. 
on camera being an overwoke voice and she has to dial it back and understand that it's hard to pull people teach the old dogs new tricks but the old dogs also need to reconcile and learn a lesson to do a friendshipality at the end you know if we're really going to push what the trans movement is both sides have their truths uh, we just have to play them out with their ignorance until we come together to gel and, and find either a common bond or common enemy, or you don't put it over at all. You make Gabby the new China. People can fucking side-eye her and never say it, knowing that she was once Tyler Rex, and now you have the conundrum of somebody who's a loudmouth with Gabby just being the backup, doing one choke slam on a girl, and that's a little sketchy enough because now we're talking about male swimmer or excuse me, trans swimmers who are kicking the shit out of the women's competition. And do we allow that? We allowed it there. Why won't we allow it in wrestling? We can't have intergender man on violence, but if the man turned into a woman, now we can have, because they identify woman oh. on woman violence that way. Oh God, I gotta <laughs> but isn't that the society we're at, right? Like that's the, if we're a reflection of it, that's how deep it could go. Or you can just have her be a woman who is in a Nicole Bass China level and ends up working Charlotte Flair or whoever, and Charlotte goes over on her in a, in a woman versus woman way where we never reference it. It can go as deep into the fucking well as you want it to, or you can just sip the Kool-Aid off the top. This company has enough trouble just booking regular baby face versus heel matches. Let's, let's start the, the review. We're gonna make you're gonna make my point as we go on the show. <laughs> oh shit. But that's uh that's the hot topics uh going on in the out to you at all, by the way. Sorry? Has, has she reached out to you or has there been a I can't believe she can resist it feels like she can't resist like the, the confrontation, I guess. Right. I I haven't heard or seen anything up until I won't do anything physical, but I, I'll, I'll take money from the company. <laughs> right. right. That's right, a good right. worker, though. That's a good. It, well, that's the like, whole thing of I want to toe this line. Yeah, I want to toe this line, but I'm still a scumbag worker underneath the fucking. You remember service. the story? Austin couldn't take any bumps for anybody, but he could do the stunner. Yeah, right. That was a while ago. No. That's smart, man. No. Good job. Yeah. I wish I could have <laughs> that. That'd be, it'd be damn interesting, man. Or just having her be, I, I would like, how about this? You really want to fucking get twisted with it. Nobody can get to Vince McMahon da, 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 to give ideas or whatever. And then Triple H's guy is camp. That Gabby is the fucking <laughs> enforcer outside Vince's office that nobody can get in. Mm. Right. And you don't have to do shit except that, that Gabby rolls with Vince. It's a good thing. She got to be the GM and they, they could work themselves into a shoot and get that ESG score. They've, you're not, you're not far off. Uh, and, and like you said, though, the, the double standard is ridiculous where you're trying to promo waiters inside about your pronouns two years ago when that was the hot fucking light your hair on topic figure. But at the same time, we're going, we celebrate diversity with these uh, out of the closet wrestlers. And then here comes, uh, yeah, boy, I always I fuck their name up every time. Which one? Not toxic. I call them toxic attraction, but that's the witch. Oh, the witches. No, no, it's the guys, though. The gay guys with the fucking 
titty shirts on. Oh, uh, pretty deadly. Pretty deadly. I can never get it right. Uh, and just the fact that I can't remember that name, they should fucking change that name. Um, but pretty deadly. They're they're being made a gay mockery of. Like you, we pointed this out on another show. We act like we're one way that we're woke, but march the guys out in the effeminate stuff or the weird Lane Bryant collection that is uh Seth Rollins, right? Or the crossing of the lines of I'm the I'm the man. I'm the man. Don't you know I'm the man? Ooh, and you're not the man, right? Like all of these fucking things that break it down but they're really making a rib out of it. So there is no big integrity and it, it doesn't matter if it's celebrate Latino heritage, get the chunkla out, make sure you hit her with the flip flop. Cause that's what, that's what Latin moms do. Like <laughs> I could see, Finn, I could see Vince yelling at like Escobar or Ray or even um, Raquel Rodriguez. And when they don't, and do the Spanish version first. Like, where the hell is that English? Yeah. All I heard was fucking English. Yeah. Seen your money in the bank. Yeah. Seen your. That means Mr. Asshole. <sighs> like he's got to explain Spanish to him. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. So as much as they want to say it one way, they turn around and, and when they do it's show, don't tell bullshit as you yeah. say. Kentucky yeah. fried bullshit laced with racism and homos, uh, you know, homosexuality ribs of, of all types. So, uh, good stuff. I hope I, dude, I hope master shoot theater becomes an absolute reality. And I hope his dementia kicks in and he goes, who's that tall drink of water over there? Deucey, get me an NDA, pal. <laughs> you think he might? You think yeah. he might? NDA doesn't mean no dicks allowed in here, pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Smackdown Live for July 28th, 2023. Uh, we open with the bloodline, shockingly enough. Uh, and we get... Uh, Romo, Romo, we, yeah, Romo was there. Roman, he tried Roman, to too. Yeah, Roman promos Jay. Uh, they go back and forth. I put this was 15 minutes of nothing. The end I liked, but this opening was more recrap, more let's go to the under the ring, Undertaker, slow, kill time, kill time, kill time here. Uh, it really didn't do anything. And we keep doing these intro to players, which Al Snow would say you write the show like somebody's tuning in for the first time Uh, in the attitude era. I might've agreed with that. The people who are tuning in now tune in every week. They know what the fuck has happened. Why? Because we play the same goddamn five minute extended recap every week and it just becomes boredom. And to open your show with that is not going to hook viewers to get them to stay. We're, we all go, okay, when are we going to get to the real show now? Because all that's left is hardcore wrestling fans, right? So this really doesn't take us anywhere. What do you think? Um, do you think they have to have the attitude? Because other shows and other sports and all that stuff do not wait for new people. They want new people to catch up. And with WWE, they can very easily tell people, go to our YouTube channel, go to Peacock and check out, you know, the recap up there to be able to catch up. But we're, this thing's moving quick. We got to, you know, we got to, like, this is a high, like, octane type of angle. We're yeah. trying to present it. At, the show moves very quickly. But if you want to catch up or see other content, it's on the YouTube channel. 
Yeah, I don't mind that. Like at most, the show might go last week on NCIS. Bing, 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 bing. Then hit the fucking. But that's only when it's multi-part a multi-part episode. Right, right, and and on this, we're leading in with four or five minutes long entrances, only to get to a promo that recaps what we did last week while a fat Jewish guy holds belts and a goddamn pepper necklace that we've never been told the significance of. This pepper necklace fucking is the Lord of the Rings, one ring to rule them all. Red-headed shark teeth. Uh, but, <laughs> but I'm looking at it too. All right, so let me let me try to think about this then. So what would you do with these characters then? I mean, there is, an, there is a model since Endeavor and WWE have merged. And when the mergers complete, aren't they going back to try to do a pay-per-view model? As far as I'm not sure if I'm following, like you. no streaming events on Peacock, they're gonna they're gonna actually have oh, interviews again. Yeah, I think so. That that that's what it's gonna be. Well, if that's the case, you really do have to save everything. Like so much physicality between these guys before they even wrestle. Used to be like Hogan and Warrior never touched Hogan right. and whoever or whatever you're watching on a pay per view. They're talking about each other. They may come out and face off but they never have physicality until it's time to make the money. That's what needs to change. And if you're going to a pay-per-view model, well, you just, you guys just beat the hell out of each other. Why would I pay money? You beat the hell out of each other again. And the thing is that these are just spinning their wheels in the mud. I've talked about this uh, numerous times to not have, the rest of the family and to show actual tribal stuff, to show the fucking uh, haka, to show the uh, the feast, to, to show the tribal combat, to, the walking across coals to prove your fucking manhood or whatever it is that you want to be. The significance of the goddamn pepper necklace. How, how about that for a fucking story? As opposed to, you know what I would do if I was going to face fucking Roman Reigns? I'd go over to the supermarket, I'd buy a fuck ton of jalapenos, make a big necklace out of it, and come down and go, my peppers are better than your peppers. Maybe when he does the Hot Wings episode, he can have Hot Wings That'd be good. as a necklace. That'd be good. Yeah. Kumquats. Get me kumquat. Uh, pile driver pomegranate. That's what I'm telling you, Deuce. Uh, Rey Mysterio. Versus Santos Escobar after two four-way matches that was going to be the payoff leading into uh, the number one contender for Theory, uh, which should have been a babyface, babyface chain match the whole way, which starts out that way, chain wrestling. Um, They go into chops and strikes and start beating the fuck out of each other. I go, what psychology is this? They're in the same crew, LWO. Their luchas, why wouldn't they do constant lucha chain wrestling? Instead, we start getting impact fucking moves and dives to the outside. Uh, I did like Theory up in the skybox. I popped when Michael Cole goes, he's up there with all his friends. Mm-hmm. Nobody's sitting around him. Good line there. Uh, and then l- lost flow going into the kickoff uh, lucha spot. Yeah, something got wonky there. And then Ray unable to take the finish. Uh, takes a dive on the outside, hits his head on the ground. But uh, Meltzer, uh, you know, in all his wisdom, said it wasn't the dive, or maybe it was the dive that did that and, and caused the concussion. Yeah, yeah, plans change. Uh, and and then they throw up the X. Uh, you could see Ray wasn't 
totally like her unable because they got up and baby face hugged at the end and said it wasn't your fault and yada 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 and they tried to pull a little time here but uh you know 35 years of compounding bumps and head injuries it might not take more than a flick on the back of ray's head to make his eyes cross and go dizzy you know uh, and I'm sure he wanted to do great work with Santos Escobar, a dream match on SmackDown to pay off going into this for that young man. Um, so you're saying it wasn't happen. a booked finish. This wasn't booked. I, I don't think it was. Do, do you think it was a booked finish? That's why I put Ask Stevie here. I lean towards a booked finish. I think he might. He did tap his head on the on the ground for real. Yeah. So it was kind of like a kind of like a lie hop that we talked yeah. about on the horse, but. The you know because it just happened to happen anyway, so you fit it in there. I think it was a book finish because last week when we talked about this being a babyface, babyface, didn't we say there was going to be some? They're going to try to get some backdoor way out of this mm. without having the full match with a definitive finish. See, I think I, we had mentioned. Yeah, that. I think we did mention it, but I I started even though it's a choice. I don't like that as a choice in a baby baby way. They, in my opinion, if I was agenting this, they never would have struck each other. They never would have fucking hit anybody with any impact move. It would have been nothing more than Lucha, you know, uh, get an arm bar, get them down, twist it, do a maestral cradle, kick out, come back up, uh, duck one, head scissor, Frankensteiner, hook the legs, kick out. You know, a lot of pin drill stuff that was all some get your shit in, but based off an arm drag or springboard arm drags, things like that, where you're never striking the guy who's your mentor and in your own crew. So the psychology of this made no sense to me in, in, in that. This is WWE creative fault. I, I still lean towards it being an actual, in theory, I could see how they think that it would have been good. They would have got the big clap or the cheer for the hug at the end, which they didn't get. No. Even DJ Jazzy Def didn't add it in there. <laughs> no. But this is lazy booking because, and also because of the way they always book, they think they think that a loss will hurt somebody because they don't have the skill. They don't have the knowledge or the permission from Vince to keep somebody strong after they do a job. Mm. So if Ray did the job, which I think it wouldn't even hurt him, if he did the job, they would have to do something like maybe bring Dominic back into it to get Ray over again. Yeah. But you know what I thought was going to happen? And I, I think you thought it might happen. I thought they were going to start shoving and getting mad at each other or getting frustrated. And here comes Lena Vega with the sandal. And she slaps them both up. Both. Did you, did you yeah. on the tip of your mind, think that will actually happen? <laughs> I do now. <laughs> I wish that would have happened now. Um, do you think this, that uh, now Vince is actually going to get a spine tattoo like Ray's got now as well down his spine? So they can... Yeah, I mean, he's a huge Darby Allen fan, too, so he's going to get that done. I don't know. I'm leaning. I'm leaning to this was a, an actual concussion call off, and uh, you know your point to DJ Jazzy Jeff Def uh, enforce, enforces that to me because if it was a, if it was planned that they were going to do it, then they would have had the big claps on the hug at the end. Mm. The fact that they didn't it makes him believe that he didn't have his cue ready to go. It's a great point. I mean, you know, the point that if they did try to do it on purpose, it's at least better than the old blow your knee out off a leapfrog and dropping sure. down and doing it. It was different. I would say that's Ray. 
and Escobar to kind of came up, why don't we do it off of this? If it was planned, if it wasn't, then I hope Ray's okay. And damn, like you said, his body, his spine, his head is probably so fragile right now from so much punishment. Yeah. I watched it like him and psychosis from like war over in Japan doing crazy stuff. And that was 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. So it, it barely would take anything now. You know what I mean? And the last thing Santos Escobar, I, I mean, my gimmick is so old school that I, and my wrestling skills are so limited that it's flag waving and USA chance. And when you lock up with a legend and you're a younger talent, uh, you're just so uh, overjoyed to be getting that rub to start with. All that's going through your mind is, please don't let me hurt this guy. Please don't let me hurt this fucking guy at all. You know? I hope so. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I hope so, but I don't know. I don't think he meant it maliciously, but I think no. still like this is this is my chance, and yep. and that's all. It it doesn't really go into taking care of the other guy. No, I, I just think it was such a big shine. Spammerous, go to hell. Um, but yeah, man. Once that happened, I was like, uh oh, because the, the way that happened was about five minutes into the match, and you figured these guys were probably slotted for fourteen. Uh, you know, so I'm going, we got 10 minutes to fill on the rest of this show. And if you don't got the standby match ready to go, that means everybody's getting an extra minute on promo time. You better be ready to pull time here and there inside your match. So uh, I was interested to see booking on the fly, uh, you know, something like this that was a major uh, draw for the show after two four-way matches leading into theory of what was going on, you know. Uh, then we get EST Charlotte uh, backstage, and we get uh, Chelsea Green and Sonya to uh, do, do the run-in on them at, after they were talking shit to EST. I thought this was a little more natural and not as over-scripted, and I go, probably because they just told them, we need you to do this pre-tape and pull extra time. So they were all a little more in the moment here, uh, it seemed to me, but it sets up uh, – um, a tag match with EST and Charlotte versus the Karens. Uh, I did kind of pop for that. Her favorite number was 11. There was no nine in there, but uh, the 11 days, because that's how long they've been champion. And there's been no celebration for them after 11 days, like Romans 1000 days. I thought that was a, a good little tongue in cheek thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're finding their way, but still with the girls tag titles or the girls tag teams in general, they're so makeshift and miss, you know, just putting two people together. Yeah. They become champions instantly. And then it, I always put it like it's that famous scene from Nightcore where it was a pro wrestling episode and Bull the Bailiff was supposed to be the champion. And, mm. and this person goes, I'm supposed to be the champion next. And this other person goes, I would, you promised me the promoter. So it's, it's literally just like, it's your turn to be champion. Now it's your turn, Natty to be nothing for a few years and then you'll right. be champion and then nobody gets over women's nobody evolution. yeah everybody's a champ at the end of the day not not one uh person really, name one girl that hasn't won a title in that division and if she hasn't it's because come back to me in a month or two she probably would have by then gabby oh <laughs> <laughs> hit row out of nowhere versus la night dummy yeah um, a little bit, uh, this is where you could feel we need you to pull an extra minute on the mic here, you know? So LA Knight tries to go out and do his bit as much as he can, uh, hit row gets a little mic time and 
all they have is the absolute Vince McMahon terribleness of, I only got to say two words for you, roll tide, as they were in uh, the their fucking biggest rivalries market there. Just the old college sports bullshit of let's insult the fucking local team or whatever it is to try and get over. I get it. They got to pull time here, but that's not doing anything for their character. Did get them some quick and easy cheap heat because they haven't been on TV. So it's in LA nights over, you know, as a big baby face, they want to yell for them. But that shit to me is like, ugh. um, but I did put hit road did good biz for LA night here. I yeah. thought uh, the 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 kitty wrestled. Who I liken to Puff Daddy uh, was really on point and is in great shape and is super athletic. I liked uh, that um, <clears throat> Top Dollar uh, did the jump up and got bipped off here. L.A. Knight in the beginning put over that uh, the chick was horny for him and that got a big pop too. Uh, but at the end, they should have wrapped all that up. They missed the button on this scene. So L.A. Knight goes over clean on P. Diddy, bips off fucking Suge Knight off the apron. And, and in the end, uh, Suge Knight should have fed back in and taken more heat. Top Dollar should have taken the finisher, too, and he left both guys out. And then he should have looked over and gave the rock eyebrow to the chick, and she gets a little moist, and like we see her like, oh, he is sexy. Because they set that up. I wanted to see her like be like, yeah, I am horny for you at the end. So they had it all right there. They ended on a good note with, with LA night up, but there was two little more pieces that we could have added into this that really would have sent home that button. Did you feel this when you watched the past two LA night promos live that he's a little bit more nervous. He's pandering a little bit more to the crowd. It's, one of those things where he's going a little bit off course from his character to acknowledge the fact that everybody's cheering rather than like Rocky and other people would just still, you know, be, be kind of focused on the opponent or whatever. And, you know, you look at the fans, but it felt like I could see him breathing like heavier because it's so, I, I know the feeling, you know, mm. not quite to that point, but it, it, it gets you all that tightens you up a little bit. I think you yeah. went from when you go from manager to a, appearance of top guy that fast without the build, that's a tough course correct, right? And you're trying to feel the room of now you got to be from a heel manager to the top guy of like call and response and, and, and feel what that is. And that delay was playing on camera. I understand what you're saying. It was like one Mississippi behind and everything, right? And it kind of felt like I'm waiting on something or uh, I'm not really in the moment focusing on my punchline about it, the horny thing with the girl got over. But up until that point, we were treading water a little bit before we grounded the scene. And, and I, I feel what you're saying there. Yeah, and was, I think, I think it might be, I think it just might be too much, too fast of the switch from a lower mid card guy to you're a top player now. Yeah, but he's not because they keep putting him out there with head row. There's also that other end where he's treading water or actually, you know, coming out a few times against them and other people. It's just not, he's kind of plugged into something, but it's not revolving around him yet. Mm, yes. Yeah, I think they, again, just to reiterate, I think they missed on the sex appeal thing. They had him on the punchline in the beginning. 
we should have show don't tell that at the end where even after the two hit row guys would have got fucked up and taken over the girl should have been like i'll go to pound town with you la night uh you know what i mean but then snap back to it and be like oh no my guys my guys but we should have seen that he has that sexual attraction power over women where they can't take their eyes off him hmm. uh we just missed that shot um, but LA Knight's up here, uh, and they, and this is probably the best I've seen hit row look in a little quick match, nothing botchy. And they did good business to get him over. So got to put him over when you can. And we hadn't seen him for three or four weeks. And that's got to be scary for them though. Like, fuck, are we on the chopping block again? But, uh, if that was, if that was the case in a meeting and, they did that performance. We went back the next week to go. I would put them over behind closed doors. I would say they did a good job last week. Let's give them a little bit more. Um, big man should fed back and then taking the finish and the girl. Yeah. Okay. Um, Pierce and Jay Uso, uh, officially yeet. Uh, Charlotte, oh, you have to find out how Adam Pierce got his job. I, I just have to say, that. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, Charlotte Cher and EST versus the 11 day Karens. Um, I gotta say, man, uh, I was really, really impressed with this match. Uh, I thought the girls, uh, actually stole most of the show uh, of how clean this match was and what I was expecting, uh, for it to be off, uh, rhythm a couple times with a new tag team and then EST and uh, Charlotte, what was their um, relationship as a tag team going to be to tell the story? They told all the stories inside of this. Uh, There was a lot of possible business to get done. And I think the heels got over. I think the challengers that were stuck together got over and they did their business at the end. And a lot of the spots were really clean and really like, after watching Britt Baker and, and uh, Taya Valkyrie, this was the opposite of that. They, the girls really shined here, and you can have a string of bad matches and one little thing or a shot goes wrong and you're kind of exposed and look like shit. I, I thought this was a pretty shining performance for all involved here. They just have to follow it up consistently week in and week out because normally if you see that type of match coming up on SmackDown or Raw, you're switching over. Right. Because it's a crapshoot. That's what they need. Vince had said it famously. You need every segment on every show, every week, for six months minimum. That's how what kind of consistency you need. So this match was good, but how many matches were, like all of them were bad before that. Yeah. So next week, or if they're stringing them together three, four, five in a row, now it's like, okay, you got to see this. This is, uh, this is good. Right. Did you, were you in the uh, Monday locker room chat when I was talking about the alliteration? I heard the word. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that there was the story on the sheets that all the shit from the last three weeks that you've heard. Cheeky Chelsea Green, cantankerous Kevin Owens, the insidious Oscar, along with others like that. All this alliteration is all him in the corner with a thesaurus fucking coming up with these names and then screaming into Michael Cole's ear pretty much to say the dumb shit, bro. So what would her thesaurus adjective be? (laughs) Gaelic Gabby. Gender fluid. Gender fluid. (laughs) (laughs) And so Uh, we know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh man. Uh, yeah. Right. Get me. Some, I'll give you some gender fluid, pal. Uh, <laughs> interesting. You, you, you would rename her gobble instead of gobby. Just gobbledy gobby. That's gobby, what we were going to do. Gobby tough. Gobble tuft. Gobble dick. Jeez, That's man. what he <laughs> There you go. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you'd be half bird, half, uh, transsexual, um, commercial. And then, uh, hurt biz too. uh, back in basic training, uh, back to the girls there on their game tonight. That what was do you really think good. And Shelton, they're thinking, what the fuck? Yeah. 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 That they, they're on the sidelines, right? While they got Omos, uh, maybe they'll have all the, all of them in there. Well, let's just put them all in one thing. Hey, hey, you're all. Hey. <laughs> um, I, I was going to ask Stevie, uh, should the tag champs have gone over in that girls match? Should uh, do we, we had four, two former world champs tagging together who just beat the tag champs clean? Shouldn't, and, and the story is them going into a, a match together. Shouldn't their tag team have fallen apart between ESD and Charlotte and then the heels capitalize in some way, right? But instead, the the heel champs got beat by the ta- by the by the bigger uh, upper acts. No, because they, the, there's one the the baby phases are in a storyline that's continuing. Mm. So an actual match is just another layer on the storyline. That's it. You know, it's simple as that. Makeshift tag team should even a team that's been champs for eleven days has eleven days more than you, and then the weeks before that, right? Where it's like. And it's not necessarily, they didn't even treat it like an upset. Like these two have never teamed up and they got over. They, yeah. They treated it like, yeah, they, they, they should have kicked the shit out of these girls, but non-title when it should have been them falling apart based on whatever, or Oscar being some type of uh, catalyst in there to, to drive them apart that left one for the pickings for the heel tag champs to go over on. Yeah. You know what that is? That's like, oh, these two girls. And that's so stupid about wrestling. You're making the stars. Don't look at the two girls and say, well, they're big single stars, so they can't do a job. And then these girls are the champs. They're going to beat them. Then they're never going to wrestle them again. Or they're going to win the tag belts. Now a makeshift tag team that doesn't really get along anyway is now. Moreover. Even even the fact you could have done a comedy where they saw it coming if you wanted the Charlotte and EST to go over, Asa comes down, switch reverse on the miss spot, Chelsea Green takes it so she can have the big reaction feed into EST for the finish. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh i liked i liked this segment it was probably my favorite on the show just a couple questionable choices in the end then there's definitely five or six on the board that would already been fine uh then we get damage control we are in control now uh with oscar um backstage cutting a promo on each other uh eo sky versus insidious the genius of the sky versus insidious oscar going back and forth between um to speaking uh english uh i really enjoy when uh they say woman i don't know what the <laughs> you know you could do the the basic racist uh japanese voices but for some reason whenever they say women's championship they go woman woman i like that that that's my new favorite one reminds me of animal from uh <laughs> the Muppet Show, um, but uh, back and forth. I feel that 
Vince has been watching, uh, and he said, you know what I'm going to write this one for? Good old hacker. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that he put this together specifically for the Roadcaster Pro. Nice. <laughs> Did you enjoy this scene? Not as much. I don't enjoy these scenes as much as you. So <laughs> if I if it were up to you, mm-hmm. this you know you probably get all the AEW fans because all your talents on all shows will be Japanese and or any nationality that doesn't speak English, and right. you would they wouldn't even wrestle. You would hand them microphones and say. We're live, pal, and that's well, it. <laughs> give it, give it hell. Uh, you don't know how close you are to the target on that one. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, Anderson versus Killer Cross. Um, yeah, this was a, a pretty quick get over for Cross, and he gets heat on him afterwards. Cross got a new finisher. It's a pump handle slam, but instead of the slam, he goes out of the slam position into an F5. Uh, it's called uh, the nightmare fucker or something. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but post match, he puts him in a cross jacket choke, uh, until the good brothers and Meechin, uh, which was crazy come down for the fucking save, uh, to, to help, uh, Mr. Anderson. Um, but new finish from cross and, uh, he, he looks strong here. They did good business for him too. Uh, but, uh, I think the OC click is, you know, not looking too strong at this point. And and Anderson kind of looks stupid because he goes out there and he, he tells him in the back and gorilla before the match, no, you guys stay back there. I got this. Until you get pump handle slam F5 fucking shoot ch- choked out and you don't got this. So uh, I'm, I'm not sure. That's their clever way. Because I was like, here we go where they're, they're going to wrestle and then they're going to get beat up, but he's not, they're not even going to run out right away. They're going to wait till the beat down is not like almost maimed or killed. Then we're going to run down. <laughs> and I thought uh, Mia Yim was getting out of the shower, out of the workout room or something. <laughs> she ran. She looked like she had like beach clothes on or something. No, that's crazy. Terrible. And it's terrible too, because, you look at all right, Killer Cross. This is what I was going to say. Why, but fundamentally, I know he was trying to probably sell and be generous to Carl Anderson, but he looked like drunk when he was selling. He was like constantly, like mm. kind of like a like rubber man. Did you notice that he was wonky and shifting? Yeah, I, I do. I do. like it should have been register and come back like a Terminator. You know what I mean? More like that. It didn't matter at each time that it yeah. happened. Yeah, I, I don't know, dude. It was very, very weird. Yeah, yeah. Now that you do say that, I do, I do see that for sure. He just needs to, and I, I can take this note too. I give, I give up too much strength to to guys to some of my opponents where I should remain stronger as well. Mondo's given me that note too many times, and I well, remaining strong. All you have to do, really, is just. All you have to do is just keep coming at the guy and selling and doing everything. If you're that character, mm. but he, he did, this was, it was weird. I, I, and if I could, I mean, cross is maybe not as much of an example, but I was looking at Grayson Waller, then Jey Uso and a couple other people like after WrestleMania, man, these physiques have just gotten very, very soft. Well, we got five days. Who was I? I was watching a shoot interview with Magnum TA, and I know we're, I don't, I don't want to go over the hour, Jeff. Sorry. Um, 
Magnum TA was talking, and of all people, Bruiser Brody came up to him and said, hey, kid, um, because he was doing some stuff. Like back then, it was legal anyway to do steroids and things like that. And he was like, you want to make sure you have a physique or you have a look that you can maintain 12 months a year. So I don't know if Magnum ever did just a little or Mm. he changed his training, he said, in order to keep the body he had. Mm. 12 months a year. I'd rather see that than action figures from January or February to April. Right. And you go back to dad bods up until what the rumble. Well, nobody needs steroids anymore, pal. We got pomegranate pile driver. Jesus. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> uh, hold this pepper necklace. Why go? What is this story or, or is, what is the story or is this a rib? Where you go back to the green room and we got a Jew there holding belts and they're just staring at a pepper necklace holding it, just holding it. The symbolism is so apparent as we learned last week. No, we don't know what the fucking. So you're a tribal chief and you get a pepper necklace. Who gives a fuck? Nobody. Are you selling pepper necklaces? Does everybody in the crowd have one on? No. Great. Great job, everybody. Can I can I point something out? This this the way I was trying to think because now we're back ever ever since I was sick and everything I got you know recentered my faith. We're doing our devotionals, we're reading the Bible, doing all that stuff, trying our best, mm-hmm. just like every human probably failing miserably every day. <laughs> but I'm love reading stuff about like worshiping false idols and all this other stuff, and and reading the passages about the way the people would look longingly into the golden calf's eyes and all this other stuff from the, and I'm thinking this is like worshiping, worshiping like false idols worship. Every time you look at a belt or look at a necklace or look at something, you, you, I know Vince is saying you, you're worshiping this thing. And that's what I feel like it's being produced as. Yeah. But if you don't, I mean, I would like to put them on a goddamn green screen and show me a real idol then instead of a stupid fucking necklace. Where's the heads at East Easter Island? Some shit like that. Some big tiki statue that his family has had for 500 years of shit. And you can go back to High Chief Peter Maivia's fucking great, 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 great grandfather that fucking killed a walrus with his bare hands. And this is the fucking tusk he ripped out of its face. Like anything. Give me the fucking backstory already. Now, I know gas is expensive, but it's apparently too much to have the, all the Samoans that live in Florida get together somewhere, you know, into the, by the way, the Wild Samoans training center in Florida. You can't get there. There's a building. There's people. They all can travel to each other very easily. They probably spend time together no matter what anyway, but that's too much. We can't bring cameras from the you know. performance center that is in Florida as well. You know how much that it cost me in catering, pal, to feed all those goddamn Samoans? There won't be a pig left in fucking Florida. <laughs> Come on. What? I'm talking about a luau, pal. Um, Grayson Waller versus Jay Uso. Uh, this is your filler here to, to get him to do that. So I think that was more of a scene that was added on uh, towards the end and, uh, it, it, you know, insults Jay and, Jay pushes him over a flight case, gripping stuff for everybody. Um, but but everyone is doing the rock shit, LA Knight and Waller. Uh, everyone is doing 
Oh, he there was some elbow. Go ahead. Say, say again. He did the people's elbow with the, the elbow pad and everything. Yes, he, he did the people's elbow in the match and uh, and also uh, using Stone Cold stuff last week. But good artists create, great artists steal and make it their own. We need to do more of make it your own. Right now, we're just blatantly ripping yeah. things off. You know, well, I have a conspiracy theory about that. Oh boy! Oh, you got some. Uh, I was just gonna go. Osama bin Laden to the gates of hell. Yeah. And I'm not vaccinated Biden, so there you go. <laughs> um, I believe that these are those little things to try, as the ultimate warrior would say with the WCW thing, they're trying to draw the rock out. They're trying to get the, they're trying to to put it in the universe that it, there will be that finally that Roman Reigns rock match at WrestleMania. I don't think you're wrong because Grayson Waller did call him out on on social media along with, I think, Stone Cold and somebody else. So uh, he's trying to, A, get the the rub by inciting him that way, you know. Um, uh, we have our Legends Night at Raw, and that's where they're going to come back for him. It could. I mean, it, it all depends on movie lineups and all that shit. But now with Hollywood on strike maybe this is their fucking time to to strike while the iron's hot. And if we were in a creative meeting and that was something big we've had planned for two years, I would absolutely pitch that of like, there's no better time than right now if we're going to get them. And I saw the rock gave a big chunk of change uh, to the union or whatever. So writers and whatnot can feed their families, pay their rents that way, dude. So this guy, man, uh, you know, whatever you want to say of how the <laughs> Hollywood controlled him to flip him uh, from conservative to a fucking supporter of the most idiotic regime of all time or dressing him up in fucking fairy tutus or whatever. He still came from $7 in his motherfucking pocket to where he is right now. And it seems like when it comes time to give back to the people who helped him uh, when he had nothing, uh, the guy definitely pays it forward and and – it's not in a way of always look at me, look what I did. Uh, but, but word leaks out that way. Um, uh, I, I respect that a lot, dude. And a lot of people shit on Jericho for his views and stuff too. But when, so when, uh, when a guy who could be an indie worker that Jericho's never even worked with gets in a car accident or has something, he's one of the first guys to kick in a pretty good amount of coin and all that stuff. That, that type of stuff is the show. Don't tell that speaks volumes of, what kind of man you are, I guess. I mean, money doesn't solve the issue of everything, but that gesture uh, without looking for a pat on the back is is noble. Yeah. By the way, Adrian Street uh, just passed away, too. I just mm. saw that on the news. Mm. That's tough, man. That's tough. Rest in peace to that legend for sure. Obviously, uh, plenty of knowledge uh, through Rip Rogers to, to, to all of us out here, man. And we'll see if it comes in threes. Usually it goes like that, right, man? Mm-hmm. So. Hopefully it's not uh, me or you or me. Uh, <laughs> good finish spot uh, with the tribe uh, and Jay up. Uh, they get, but heels get back on top. So uh, after all the bullshit in the beginning, 15 minutes of nothing, we finally get to the action here where Jay hits the spear on uh, Roman and, or, and solo and everybody's going nuts and on Roman and then Roman and uh, Solo get back over on him. Roman's kind of like, what the fuck are you cheering for them for? Does the ooh-ah, uh, do-ah, do-ah, yippity-boom-da-boom, and fucking 
hits him with the spear as well. So it's heels up on here. But like you said, we've just seen the guy who's supposed to be the tribal chief hit the, or the future one hit a spear on the current one, but then the current one gets back over on him as well. So um, why would we give that away? That moment of Jay hitting the spear there. I'm not sure why we, to me, it should be heat, 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 heat. No, no babies up till the pay-per-view. Well, that's I no touching till the pay-per-view. That's right. what I mean. It's not what well, you're, why pay for the pay-per-view when you're getting it for free? Mm-hmm. I mean, what else, what else is there to do except take the pepper necklace and actually eat it? So what do you think about SummerSlam 2 with Jay? I mean, to me, it still felt like it should have been Jay, Jay over in a shock, L.A. Knight cash in the briefcase in, and L.A. Knight becoming champion. Those would be big. Those would be way bigger moves than anything they can that they they got planned up, right? So the the choices they made weren't bad ones. They're just not the best ones. And if they would have no, allegedly they, they leave everybody with a period at the end after SummerSlam. What do you do with Roman? What do you do with Jay? Yeah. This well, Jay's, Jay would be the new tribal chief, right? And Roman was the world champion. Off. What's the difference? Hey, now is the title on the line or the tribal chief title? They've never been super clear about that. No, they haven't. Is it mustard? Never said, be, never said he was going to be champion. He said he was going to be tribal chief. Are we getting a little bait and switch with that? Mm, that's interesting. And will uh, the brother come back to play into it and heal on his own brother? I guess that's the only swerve that we could possibly do. That's about it. Right. I'm just That's trying to think it. of other options. There's there's big things that can happen with you know, because Sammy, even Sammy's starting to come their 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 steam is wearing off a little bit with him and Owens. Well, and, and, and they're on the sh- Owens on the shelf. Do you mix him in as the catalyst? I think Sammy I think Sammy turning heel and going back with Roman would reset everything nicely. Mm. And then mm-hmm. Kevin can come back and have somebody to work with. That's interesting too. Very interesting. Yeah, I think if, he, if Sammy let himself get pinned by Roman or Solo, gave them both the tag belts, then Owings comes back in a few weeks. Like, what the fuck did you do? Mm. Yeah, well, he's can't he's cantankerous. He could get angry about. Oh, it. I'm so she's don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but we did it here, man. It was the SmackDown Live review. Uh, we got one more before we get to SummerSlam, where we're going to do a little Steppenwolf, pal. Looking yeah. for it. Looking for it. Whatever comes our way. Yeah. Spinal stenosis gonna make it happen. Yeah. Catch the world in an NDA. <clears throat> Fire all your guns, do see and explode in my face. Yeah. Uh only I like only writers, writers though. Only want writers. <laughs> Cough button. Got me. Oh man, we got you guys here on channelattitude.com. It was an interesting smackdown after what happened to Ray. You know, you're kind of like, oh, now we got time to fill. How are we going to do it? And I think they did a pretty decent job. And teams that have had some criticism in the past really stepped up, whether it was Hit Row or the 11-day champs. Uh, I think they did a really good job. Maybe would have changed some things in the end, but we'll see how it all plays out 
at the premium live event SummerSlam on Saturday that goes head-to-head with AEW Collision. So it could be record no low numbers for AEW Collision. I stand by my I stand by my idea about collision going to Monday nights. I don't know whether I can do it. No, it's brilliant. And in fact, when you reach out to him about the other thing, I would go PS. Here's an idea. <laughs> you don't think any of anybody has thought of that already? If he has Jake Roberts and all these other guys and Bret Hart wanted to be an agent and he go, No, we just want you as a manager. I would absolutely think that no one has stepped to him and go, your time slots are completely wrong, and here's the war reason why. Maybe TNT or TBS is a better path for the actual network to try to convince I don't them. think they know their ass from a hole in the ground either. But they know the Monday Night Wars. And if, yeah. you, get, if you get a half-hour lead in the WWE and you're promoting Monday Night Football without hurting your own brand, that's a win-win. Yep. Yep, I like it. Corporate takeover Richards. This is a new character I'm all about here, pal. I got to get my suit ready. <laughs> oh, y'all, uh, man. Uh, but uh, we did it here. You guys uh, make sure subscribing to Master Shoot Theater on Russo TWC Patreon because I'm sure after uh, <laughs> the, there'll be some Gabby mixed in, some truth and comedy of everything that we love to do here, man. It should be a fun day tomorrow. I know I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to more great Stevie Richards wrestling analysis on the smart board and everything he's doing, uh, putting out new playlists that way, man, just blowing up that channel. Make sure you're subscribing over there on YouTube as we're on our way to 20,000 subscribers by the end of the week. Will you be number 20,000? I think you can be, uh, Stevie, what else we got going on? Man? That's what she said. Um, <laughs> I'm going to see, is there any way that I can, uh, give everybody a little preview of what I got coming up on the channel real quick here and present, Absolutely. Yeah, present uh, share screen yep. and, let me see here. Share screen. I'll Google with your with your permissions. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, good lord! Where is it? Oh, there it is. <laughs> I'm a. I feel like yeah, I. The, oh, I have to quit it. Nope, I'm not going to do that. I was just going to show how I'm going to do the versus series. That's the new playlist that I have up on YouTube. So the playlist we have right now is underrated wrestlers, which got an incredible response, almost 400 yeah. comments from people wanting, they, like recognizing these talents that I plan on giving the recognition and just due to the, what does it feel like one? Actually, I, I had to file a couple of copyright things because somebody stole the video and put it up on their channel to react to me. Reacting. <laughs> so, thank you team YouTube. And then yeah. Uh, the newest one is the Versus series. I, I was able to kind of find a player that can play two videos at once, and I'm going to be comparing Magnum TA's belly-to-belly suplex as a finish versus Shane Douglas's belly-to-belly as a finish and annotate and compare them in real time as both videos are playing. Nice. Take that, Maven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen the new one, most underrated about Brad Armstrong, you guys on there, uh, awesome work with Big Stevie Cool doing a thing if this thing will ever focus. But uh, another guy Stevie Richards wrestling analysis. Sorry, go ahead. Another guy left us way too soon. Yeah, man, absolutely, uh, absolutely. And uh, I look forward to being on Stevie Richards' most overrated wrestlers list. That'll be. 
<laughs> uh, the list that I'm on here. We're going to keep but, it positive. You'll never, well, you'll, never, <laughs> never, me, you'll never be on the channel. That sounds <laughs> Points, points, y'all. Uh, but you guys, thanks for subscribing to channelattitude.com. You can catch me on the Premier TV streaming network, August 12th, Blaze Haram and I, the Sons of Allah, just booked in a triple threat tag team match along with uh, talents on the show. I, you know who might have done that? Teddy Long player because he loves his tag team matches. He'll be there. Cheeseburger, Jorah Joel, Enzo, uh, and uh, Fandango, all the Angos and Enzos you can handle. Uh, and Hacker Hameen as well, you guys. So uh, I'll have more information about that with the link. I'm sure it'll be in the Hameen Media Discussion Group group as well as the brand fan group and thanks for interacting with everything we got going on sharing all all those great clips that kaz is putting out for russo brand and homie media group and we'll be back next week maybe with your smackdown live review y'all yeah turn it up I love smoking lightning. Every metal thunder. Racing with the wind. And the feeling that I'm. Yeah.